Anurag Gupta, thank you so much for coming on the show. Good to be here. It's been really nice getting to know you and getting to really feel where you're coming from and what you uh, share with the collective. Uh, coming from honor, which we'll be talking about. Um, it's been also fun sort of getting to know about your uh, desire to know um, what the nature of reality is and um, sort of the spark that um, led you to that, um, to realization and also to um, then uh, sharing. Um, so I'd like to talk about that. I'd like to talk about what sparked your interest in truth. I'd like to talk about the patterns of consciousness that you've been seeing um, from the 50,000 people that you've impacted positively across the world. And also what coming from honor is. And um, it's been nice having you lead the sessions here, the last two for No Limit Society. And you've been sharing that, like cleaning up is another thing that I feel like we'll talk about. So let's um, let's go through the through that order. So let's start with truth. So like, what was it? You were born in Northeast India. You moved to Canada when you're four. Um, what was it that sparked your desire for truth? Uh, I don't know if any, I don't ever, I don't think I had any desire for truth. I, I, uh, uh, If there was a transition point, I came out of university, started some businesses. I ran my businesses uh, with a real commitment. To everybody just really loving their time. So my staff loved working there. My customers loved it and they came in and, you know, just want people to be happy. And then uh, then I did, to develop myself, did some courses in the world of personal transformation. I go, oh, what was more important to me than the business of photography or design was people being happy. And here's a business just about people being happy. So I think I'll go to that. I didn't, I've never thought about truth or not. Just what would make life better for people. And making life better for people can be synonymous with truth. Yeah. It is. I just, I also realized deeper into it. I have no idea what's true. I just know this is what I want to do. So around university or so was the time that... No, after I started my after. business. Cool. And then after, when I did my first program in this area. So in my business, I created, I wanted people to be really happy with this, that. And then I did some trainings. And in that, oh, wow, there's trainings, there's work that's business is just about having people live better lives. So it was probably a few years into, about two, three years into my business. So, yeah, simple. Just having people live better lives. Um, yeah. Happier. Try to make life better. Yeah. You go, oh, I actually like that more than anything. Yeah. Making life better. And this is another theme that will come up is just the way Anurag just makes things simple um, and uses great analogies for it. So yeah, just simple, making life better. Okay. And then what did you see when you were... Uh, that was maybe what, 20 years ago? Almost 30. I've been doing this work for almost 30 years. Nice, yeah, cool. So 
since so over these last three decades, then you began seeing, okay, how do I make life better? And what was sort of the beginning of what that was like of, uh, of that? And then how it's evolved now to just even a single word honor, single intention. Well, I, I started, it's the first time I did, you know, a personal development program. And then I saw, oh, there's a, there's some knowledge about yourself that you can access that I didn't know before, before I learned English, math, this, that, oh, there's a different type of education. Look at that. And uh, so I, I then I go, okay, good. Well, that's just like, I, I enjoy learning other stuff. I said this, okay, I'm going to learn more about this. That was in the early nineties. And uh, so then I did some more programs then as people do. And then I became involved in the, 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 I started getting, I got trained to deliver as I saw that was what I wanted to do more of to do that work. I uh, moved through the ranks of training, getting trained, delivering, delivering, designing, training trainers, developing like that. And that, cause I could see always more as possible. And then after 10, 12 years of that, 12 years of that, I, hit kind of the top of there and I still saw more possible. And I asked people, Hey, do you want to let's And they, they no, they wanted to deliver what they had, not explore the next level, but I could see more was possible. And then I said on the path that led me here. And that was, I had a view when I stepped into that, I saw that it was possible to make a significant impact in the world. And I said, okay, that's what my life's about is to transform life on the planet. And I thought I was doing it. And then after like 10 years in, I, I, was, I had an idea and I thought, stopped and I said, I had a view that because like, every week I'm doing programs, working with others, all this stuff, other, there's other things around the world that people are engaging in, you know? And I go, wow, you know, we're getting every day closer to critical mass. More people are doing this. Something's going to happen. I always have a suspicion about my own views. So one day I had a thought and I decided I'm going to do some math. And I researched everything I could about every type of program like this, how many people are doing them, what's happening, right? And I took that number, I doubled it because I'll obviously miss some. And then I looked, compared that to the population growth. And I found that the population growth was a thousand times the number of people doing this kind of work. And so actually we're not approaching critical mass. We're moving away from critical mass by a factor of 10 every year. But my arrogant view was because I was only looking at what was around me. It felt like we were growing. We're not. Not as a percentage. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you go, oh, I thought I was creating a tipping point, but I'm actually, what I'm doing is moving away from the tipping point. So either I keep my word to make the difference on the planet or I revoke my word and just go back to making a difference. And they're two different things. And if I'm going to make a difference, I know how to do it. I'm doing it. If I want to make the difference, I thought I was, but I'm not. So now I'm going to have to figure out how. So I decided to keep my word and then to and spend and spent the time since then trying to figure out how, which, which that is the path that led me to the honor. Cause I wrote part of how is that it's got to be clear, simple, distinct, so I've been working at the distillation and things like that. So that's one of the things. That's the key thing that led me to, to here.
So when you're like 30 years ago, you're honing in on making life better. And then you're seeing some of the patterns of mostly, would you say like uh, people in, in business? Um, no, I mean, what I, what I, I mean, I was in business. Let me just think. The thing about it, I wasn't looking for the patterns when I was in business. When I was in business, I was just a happy guy trying to make life better for people. When I did the programs, I saw, oh, look at that. These guys have an understanding of some of the patterns you've been being. And when I went into that, it went on to that first in the dorm of personal development. Yeah. Cool. And then it, 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 it grew to organizational. And then when I took on the world, then I started to look and study for patterns. Well, uh, at the beginning, it was just uh, that my beginning was how to empower people. And so initially, when it's like personal development and how to empower people, and then we'll get to the larger organizations in the world, so that it was sort of around um, empowerment. And, and what would that look like? It would be like getting through a limiting belief, seeing oneself as powerful, as able to make change. Yeah, I mean, the thing is to me, all of that didn't matter. I didn't care whatever would make them happier. You know, there's a long list of those things. If you're in the moment, it's what does that person need? What's in the way? It's like, I, it was never that complicated for me about what are all these different, I just, fuck, I don't care. It's like, what, uh, what will set this person free? Let's find it. Nice. Okay. Okay, so then what will set this person free? What will make them happier? Um, so it's usually an orientation towards the person's intention for what they find to be happy or freedom. No. Most of the time I discovered they were wrong about that. Most of the things that people were chasing would not leave them happy or free. It would, what would authentically actually leave them happy and free, whatever that is. So there's a philosophy around it at the same time. It's still complicated to me, dude. It's like this. People think, oh, and I get that car, then I'll be happy. And they get the car and they're not happy. Yeah. Right? So the, it's it's just not, we don't have to, I don't have any interest in any of that terminology. There's just actually doing the work and understanding what actually leaves people joyful and free and having them. In fact, the thing is, most reason they're not is because they think these things do and they're working on those things. They're not even working on their joy and freedom. They're working on other things they think will give them that, but don't. Yeah. Is it different for different people? Yeah. Some of it is and some of it's common for everybody, but it's actually, hey, let's get to it and let's get you oriented. Some of it is to get you actually realizing, hey, oh, that won't do it for me and what really will. And then let's figure out how to have that happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the component that I was um hinting at because there is a at the same time as it's the person becoming um seeking to be happier more free there's also um within what you're sharing with them is are you do you really feel like that car is going to make you happy i don't asking that because i there are i already know it's not yeah i'm saying dude that's not going to do it so one of the things is here, if you want to get this, you have to understand, I'm going to take a flamethrower even to all the complexity with which you asked me these questions. Uh, that's That actually is in the way. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to paint out at least somewhat of a 
uh, for the audience to be able to see, okay, well, this is sort of how like Anurag sort of came to what he uh, feels like is, uh, is honor today. Um, but I feel like we already, but that covered, is it. That is yeah. it. It's like, his honor is to have you go to have you get dude, all lots of that stuff you're working on. You know, what's not honor is like, fine. Oh, let's help you get that stuff and do this. And you pay me and I'll help you get that stuff. And there's no honor in that. So that this is that this is how I came to that. Nice. It's like, oh, hey, let's help you get that. Watch people get that, and then they weren't any happier. Go, okay, good. actually, yeah, and you know, and the thing is, you could totally uh, harness lots of business by helping people get the things that they say that they want, <laughs> but leaving them no happier. So the, the real integrity for me was okay. Let's do the real work. Some, you know. And that is that. What I'm talking about is actually how I got there. Okay, so yeah, it sounds like we should just yeah go right into the the heart of it then, uh, even more so. So that's probably enough of a of a uh, story that sort of got to to w where you're at. Um, so, you, like you said, take a flamethrower to the complexity. Yeah, and so then. Let's go straight at the heart of it, which is you uh, have shared that you feel like there's five core areas for people to clean up, uh, like where they're coming from, um, like your physical space, uh, your relationships, the administration of life, health and fitness, your state of being. And when you clean those up incrementally, one by one, you sort of level up, they get more challenging over time, more subtle. Um, and you can sort of tell that you feel more free, you feel more happy, you feel like you're more able to serve others. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And so this is the distillation of those patterns that we were sort of talking about over the couple of decades. And so you say for for people that um, that want to be in service, the first thing is clean up. Just do the work. Yeah, it's like uh, yes, you know the the thing about it is. Uh, so let's talk about some patterns, right? So one of the patterns that got revealed. You could say there's this thing of people just being self-serving. And that's a pattern of how they're raised in the world and do this and take care of yourself. And then there's this, then this, you get into, some people make the, the transition. Some people just are that way. Oh, the world of what looks like being of service, but it's not. It's about doing things for others, but there's a sacrifice element, a martyr element, uh, doing it to look good to others or even just to yourself or to feel good truly service there's none of that it's simply now so what happens is 
I discovered one pattern, which is that <clears throat> I discovered many, but here's a core one, right? So what it was interesting because I thought it was behind one thing, but I, just, I have a view now it's behind everything, which is whether it's about being self-serving or whether about the sacrificial service of others or validation service of others, there's a state of being in within oneself that is not completely in peace, completely at peace and quiet, right? Yeah. And then we do, then we go, so then how do we, what do we do to um, compensate for or help us feel better against that disquiet? So we may go chase things for ourselves, cars and drinks or sex or this or that, or see, this is the part that's settled. And I own this, all of this is my view, but then actually coming from there, going to make a difference of others is the same thing as a car. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just offsetting that disquiet. It's just a different drug. So I said, oh my God, this pattern arose. Like, how come this? And how come they're still not completely at peace and satisfied? How come this? And oh, it's all coming down to the same thing. So I did all this work to help people say achieve this here in business or achieve this in service. And it still there was a lack of total peace. Still they could get knocked off their game. So I guess distilled down further and what's the hind? What was the common elements? Well, and I realized, oh, the things that we are not absolutely at peace with in our life create a set of actions for us to compensate for that. And then I realized that I was actually doing people a disservice by giving them more ways to compensate <laughs> and hide from that which really, I believe, needed to be done, which is clean everything up. Have your life in a state where when you look at every corner of it, you go, yes, I'm good. Then I trust what comes next because what comes next is a creation purely by choice, not a reaction to that which is unsettled in your life. That's one, of, I think, one of the most critical patterns that reveal itself by, by working on Every every line of action or outcome I could think of, a business outcome, a personal outcome, a service, you know, like every, and none of them, all of them still left something missing because that what was what we call the cleanup, there was, was, uh, was not, everything was not whole in the background. Yeah. Let me actually give you a book. An example that stands out for me. <clears throat> so, you know, if what, something is not a whole, and then I'm trying to do something to make a difference for you. I'm doing it for myself so I can feel better. I remember I was doing this leadership training uh, for a colleague of mine. He said, would you come in and do a session? And I came in. He said, these are, you know, doing work like this. People want to be developed in leadership. And this woman was talking about a frustration at her office. She saw there's a, one of her coworkers is struggling with something and she keeps trying to use this stuff and give her what will make a difference. And she, she keeps pushing back. And I was listening and listening. I go, oh, notice your frustration. She said, yeah, that's because you want to make the difference. You want her to get it. Why? So you can feel like I did it. It's not even about her. Because she's like, I can't get it. The woman's dealing with this stuff. I have stuff that helps. You will not listen. And then she, we went into it, and she went the next week to talk to that woman, apologized for to her for 
uh, wanting to support a fixture for her own, you know, self-worth and benefit, not, you know, not for her. So I'm sorry. I, I was talking like this is about you, but it was really about me. And I, I wanted to, I wanted you to get it so I could feel like I won. <laughs> and it was really about me. And, uh, and so she, all she did was say that and clean it up and leave her alone. And she said that the woman came to her the next day and asked her for her support. You get the difference? Yeah. It's easy to hide out and be more justified in our behavior when what we're doing is of helping others. But if it's still about us, it's still all the same thing, at least from my view. Yeah, this is now I feel like we're um, really diving into to the heart of it. Um, so you gave the example where you look around and you feel like your life is clean. You feel like um, you are, you know, purely expressing yourself in service. Um and you're not doing it for self-interest. Uh, you're doing it actually to serve other people and to serve the planet. And and that uh, cleaning up is like uh, polishing the diamond. Mm -hmm. Could say, yeah, could say. And um, we have had a, a good amount of um, content on our channel about spirituality and the nature of reality. So, just you know, briefly to say that um, the mud on the diamond is like um, being caught by illusion. Um, being caught by separation, um, being caught by uh, your lowercase s self. Um, and the polishing of the mud uh, is to see uh, true nature, to, um, to see all as you. And so, so then you... I have, I have a slightly yeah. different view of it. Mm -hmm. Please. Which is, uh, I would say to see more clearly, but I don't know if I ever get to true nature or what is. Yeah. I think that's a bit assumptive and arrogant. Every time I, I get more clear, then I see what was off about how I used to see it. Why do I think now is the truth? All I have evidence for is that I'm always wrong. Yeah. yeah no, or yeah, no ground is another way to, yeah. Yeah, so incrementally yeah, gaining more insight into nature. That I would say, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. And so insight plays a role in purifying where you're coming from, but also just cleaning up itself um, catalyzes uh, – purity and where you're coming from. That's my experience. Yes. Yeah. 
and it does so more than insight. You, you do find that to be significant in difference. Yeah. Or actually, I could say it's 100% different. Like insight doesn't produce anything. Actively applying insight does. Yes. And when you're cleaning up, it's just active. So it's 100% impact. Insight is 0% impact. Insight acted upon with honor is impact. But insight is zero impact. Cool. Yeah. I can actually demonstrate that insight can have a negative impact. Because if you have an insight and then you don't act on it, you actually now making and then make yourself wrong for not acting at it and thinking about it and stuff like that. You've actually diminished your, your energy. This reminds me a lot of when we've had all these different scientists in their fields on, on our show as well. Many of them say that they're sick of writing uh, papers that only a couple handfuls of other scientists around the world can understand. So they begin saying things like applied neuroscience. So how do you take and um, apply the insights that you're gaining from the scientific advancements into the actual fabric of, of the world in relatable ways? And so that that rings uh, really true is uh, your insight needs to be um, applied. It's like applied insight or applied cleanup. Um, really resonant. And then that's playing, and so this is another great analogy that Anurag's been using a lot, is uh, soccer, or like playing the game. Like the applying insight is playing the game. Applying cleanup is playing soccer. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you could imagine that you went to, uh, you know, for me, coming, watching this, going to a workshop, whatever, is like, in the soccer game, is like uh, the locker room. It's not the game. Yeah. It's the locker room. Now imagine if you always went to the locker room and never got on the field. People think, why are you doing it? Yeah. What's the point? Does it have value? Yeah, if you come out of the locker room and apply the strategy. Otherwise, it would be weird. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, watching film could be another example. It's like that you just watch film and watch film, but you never go and apply it in the game. Yeah. So what? Why are you doing it? You could say, I'm just here to be entertained, but then just say that. Yeah. But the locker room and that, that's not for entertainment. That's for the game. Okay, great. This is an awesome distinction. So we have, because many of us have come from a place of um, suffering or have come from a place of wanting to live incrementally happier, um, be at peace. And the first thing that came was, well, I'm now I'm seeking and I'm seeking mostly like video content or books or retreats or whatever it is. And then we, we, we find some sort of, um, uh, we find ourselves in some sort of process of, well, when do I reach a threshold of applying the insights, um, that I'm learning from these different teachers or retreats or books? content, um, when do I take it from a passive place of consuming content to a place of actually applying it um, and making a positive difference in the world? And I like that. That's, that's the transition from like watching film, seeking and watching film to uh, going and playing the game and then just transitioning more and more of your time to playing the game. And 
The thing is, though, yeah. and I recommend, and that's why I don't do all the traditional workshop anymore, is I'm like, don't come if you're not going to play. I'm not interested in that transition, that blah, 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 blah. Why are you even here? See, the thing is, when you're seven years old and you go into the locker room, you're there to play. You don't go, huh, I wonder when I'll apply what I heard in the locker room. Yeah. Get the fuck over it. Why Don't come if you're not going to play. Yeah. Let's sort of have these long distinguishing conversations because it's not necessary, which just validates like there's some barrier in the way to just do it. Yeah. And I found what you said recently to be really helpful as well, which is that um, as I've went through my own cleanup in the last two weeks that you've been here, that every single time that I make an incremental advancement, there's a opening up. It's like peace and happiness open up, um, not only for myself, but for who I'm uh, like, especially in like the relationship one, uh, then peace and happiness also opens up for them, which is beautiful. And then almost with either right away or within a couple hours or the next day, it's like the next level shows up where I remember or like the next thing in the room to clean That's right. is showed. That's right. And so then it's having courage and fearlessness, which you talked about in um, Mere Talks, uh, episode 12 with Bentinho, and to take on the cleanup itself. And I think it would probably be helpful because I do think that our mm. audience um, uh, overlaps uh, quite a bit with um, with Bentinho and No Limit Society, but also does not. And so I do think that it would be beneficial for those that do not um, to get a taste of what is being shared um, at No Limit Society by maybe having you um, break down in a little bit of detail at least. Um, what the, those five things that we covered, what are some like classical examples for people in those five? Sure. I mean, let's take your physical space, you know, so I tell people, you know, look, look around you, you know, and uh, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. What you start to see is like, well, what, look at everything I'm okay with. All right, fine. Which is fine. Then you can have an okay life. There's nothing wrong with anything. Right, but if you are committed to something, it's very whatever you know, flourishing, vital, alive. Then you will only have in your physical space, which is that. So that would that would look like, oh, you know, this isn't, or that might look at that, replace that cord that is that you keep having to jiggle, <laughs> or clean up the entire garage, or get rid of that thing. Right. Like, you know, it's like, have, like, look at your stuff, look at your space. Maybe you have to move. Maybe you're living in the wrong place. Yeah. This is like, but then why you have a choice in life and you go, okay, got it. This isn't it, but I don't have the, this or the, okay, good. Then make a commitment. I'm going to now start looking for that. I'm going to start reading. I got that. There's different circumstances, but we are very, we're intentional beings. If we really, really intend something, we'll go make it happen. So you you want to say, well, I don't have the resources to do this tomorrow. So I give up on it. You know, no, this is, you have, this is the rest of your life. Have everything be a hell yes. And you can do that 
there's three ingredients to that. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. To get rid of it. Or modify it so until it becomes that. Like you could, you know, modify your space, right? Until it is that. Or you can alter your relationship to it. To go, what is this? You know, you could not change a thing, but, you know, really shift and go this. This is what it provides, the gratitude for it. Or any combination of those. And honor is critical because you go, you really know you should change it, but you don't want to do the effort. But so then you're going to pretend that you're altering your relationship to it, but you're really not. Does all that make sense? Yep. So, uh, you know, and so you have to let that take you where it takes you. Many years ago, I had this big house in Vancouver, but it was very intentional. But it didn't, I didn't, I have no desire for a big house, but I was using it for this community events. I was using it. And then suddenly that work was done. And I, and I keep going, I'm only going to have what is aligned. So I started to get rid of, and then I ended up not only with not a big house, but I ended up with only two bags and a motorcycle and nothing else for the last five years. Because I don't hold on to stuff and I don't come from my mind. I go with what is aligned with who I am at the highest level right now. And it changed from this to this and went with it. And life is magical. Yeah. It was magical when I was there because it served something. And it's magical without any of it because it serves something. So you have to look at, your, at that. and your, So there's your physical space, your space around you, your stuff, your car, whatever, right? And as I've shared before, I even go like, I only have two bags. And so I have only so much room. And I have every, I have a handful of t-shirts, which I chose, every love, every one of them. Mm-hmm. Every one I pull out makes me smile. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you, you could do that with everything you have. Why, why do that? Because you can. You could have uh, just stuff or you could have the, everything you own be very useful and make you smile. So choose. Yeah. Right? So you know that, you know, the administration of your life, you go, oh, I should do that. I should do those taxes or I should like, you know, I'm avoiding this, my email, like, you know, but oh, by the way, on that physical, clean out your computer. Thousands of, in the spring, I deleted like 5,500 photos. People don't even think of that, but your computer is your physical space. Yep. And hundreds of files and hundreds of emails and wow it's so lazy who thought that that would make as much difference as cleaning up my room or whatever it's like whoa i felt so good afterwards do you know what i'm saying then people are like yeah but whatever i said okay well if your room if your house was as cluttered as your computer what they go i wouldn't walk into it yep (laughs) if i had that much useless stuff in my house it would be horrible okay well that's your that's your life so physical space and include, you know, look in places you might not think, like your computer, right? Especially given how much of our lives are computer-based now. So it's physical and digital space. Well, digital is physical. physical. Yeah. I, or call it whatever you want, but that's your space. I, I hold it like your physical space. It's right there. Yes. You know, files and photos are physical phenomena. And just see how it makes you feel. I like that. Um, no, just do it. Time. Yeah, do it. Just do it. Do it. Do it regardless of how you feel. I'm just telling you how it felt. But you know when you're on the soccer field chasing the ball, you don't go, do I feel good? You're just playing. Yeah. Afterwards, you end up going, hey, that was great. But mostly why, part of why it was great is you didn't care how you felt. You were playing. You're doing full out. And then relationships. Relationships. You want to go through, you know, uh, 
again, same thing. It's a hell yes. If it's not, remove the relationship or alter it or alter your relationship to it. Right? You'll see, oh, wow, these people are not aligned with me. I, oh, hang out, you know, or, you know, like last year when the, when the pandemic hit and I went to spend uh, four months with my mother and sister, you know, I worked to alter my relationship. We have a good relationship, but there's still those ways that, you know, you, I'm going, huh, how? We all agree that it's okay to be somewhat, that's your family. But I really took it on and I took on moving any ounce of annoyance. And now nothing my mother or sister say, even though sometimes it could be what we call stupid stuff or whatever. I don't have any irritation. So now I love having a joyful and gracious experience of them, no matter what they say or do, or if they fight or whatever. So I'm not getting rid of my mother and sister. So I alter my relationship to it. By the way, that's not a rule. People go, oh, that's family. Yeah, no, but people walk away from their families. They go, this is toxic for me or whatever. It's just that you don't get to have a complaint. Cleaning it up. You get what I'm saying? Means that you don't, you mm-hmm. don't stay and complain about it. You either leave or clean it up, right? You, you may have resentments or upsets from the past. You take responsibility. You make sure they know what you're grateful for with them. Whatever it is, there's lots of different things. There's all those different methodologies about impacting relationships. Apply them, find the one that's right. But yeah, go through every relationship till you're like a hell yes about my state of my relationship. Anything that has you is in the way of it being a hell yes. Note it and work on it and get it cleaned up. What we've done is we've learned how to live with What's not that? Yeah. But yet in areas, something that's really, really, that we really love or it's really important to us, we don't allow for that. It's always a fuck yes when it's yeah. really important to us. When it's really important, it's like that. Some people, you know, they love their cars and they make sure it's like this. Some people like the room. Some people like the music. Whatever it is, when you really like something, mm-hmm. you don't put up with any crap in it. Yeah. And then you go, I love that. Well, because you don't put up with any crap in it. Yeah. Right? So you do that with relationships. You know, do that, like I said, with, with your... Notice if there's any aspect of the administration of your life that you're avoiding doing that, that because it's bothering you and you get used to it. Everybody who's listening knows that sometimes they were avoiding it. They got it done and they go, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Right. Then, you know, and your, your, your health and fitness, right. Uh, get clear about what's right for you. Start doing it. And then there's a story about how difficult, it's not difficult. Also, it, t- it helps to find out what's right for you because a lot of people are suffering, from my perspective, again, all of this is my perspective, by not really knowing what's right for them, but, but thinking from what's being said out here, what should be right for them. They keep trying to ma- match up to something that's out here. Yeah. And actually, very different things are right for different people. So you want to slow down, get grounded, and it's okay. It doesn't have to be overnight. Just improve something a little bit every day. Make progress, right? You go, okay, good. I think I'll just uh, eat a little bit better every day. I think I'll just add a little bit of movement. I'm not even going to exercise. I'm just going to do this. Just add something, get reliable at that. And some people, you can dive right in. You can go, oh, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to get some buddies, and we're going to start working out regularly or whatever it is. You can gracefully and joyfully do it at the gradient and pace that it's actually not a problem for you. Mostly people hear this and go, I got to fix it all tomorrow. And then they fail and say, no, take, take a year, take two years, gradually build it up for the rest of your life to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So it's also 
um, seeing the cleanup as a uh, foundation for this one or two years of work as a foundation for the rest of your life yes. to come from a pure place. Yes. Love that. Okay. And then so admin, you said just classical administrative things of your life, things like taxes or things like uh, whatever you need to do for your business or for yeah. passports. Yeah. All of that of stuff. stuff. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. I like how you mentioned this gradient and health and fitness. That's really good um, to not be overwhelmed, but to take things yeah incrementally. Uh, some people might want to go all out right away. Some people want to just take it really slow. Um, this one, the last one, um, state of being, um, or ontology, we've, it's sort of, uh, is like awareness, uh, in a yeah. sense. Well, I mean, but well, yeah, I mean, it starts with awareness, but then you, again, like inside, you have to act on it. Right. So it's like, okay. So cleaning up your own state of being is, oh, what am I resenting? What am I upset about? What do I regret? What am I irritated about? What am, who am I blaming? Like all these different things, the thoughts that keep coming in your head and stuff. So it's cleaning all that out such that you're no longer upset about anything. So you're no longer irritated by anything. So you're no longer blaming it. So you're no longer whatever, right? All these different things is you start to, you know, you're no longer making yourself wrong about stuff. You're, you know, you under, you start to develop a state of acceptance. And yes. so you're creating a clean space over here. And again, that takes some time and, you know, like I tell people, you take, you do four years of university to prepare you for the rest of your life. Relax, take a couple of years. This will make, prepare you better for life than probably anything else you can do from my perspective. Right? Yeah. And this also goes to what we talk about quite a bit at NLS from the law of one material, which is know yourself, accept yourself, become the creator. Yeah. So a real deep, um, passion for you you spend four years in university like you said well what would it look like if you really knew the patterns of of your life like you had so much awareness that you became aware of where you were coming from and why you were acting the way you were acting and in just accepting yourself fully um as you are um and as reality is um and i i think with state of being and um it just if it really feels like that's where you can tell that the cleanup has landed is that your state of being shifts it does into more peace yeah and all of these things impact each other you know you clean up your administration your state of being cleans up you clean up your state of being suddenly you find no resistance to doing your exercise like you know what i'm saying it yes. all it all impacts and it, and it actually starts to get a momentum it actually gets easier as you go just like after, you know, when you're learning to ski, you fall down a lot, but the more you get it, the easier it is to stay up. And then you can, instead of trying to stay up or get back up, like getting, like, so here we are in life and we, we go these amazing experiences, like peak experiences, and we try to get back up to them when we can. For me, that's like trying to get up on your skis versus if you do this work, you start to feel how to stay up and then occasionally you fall down. And you, but the more you stay up, the more that you stop looking at trying to stay up, but you start to look at the landscape, which is the world. And you go, wow, I can go here and here and you get better at it. Now you can go more and more places and you just craze your hills because you've developed the capacity over here. And it's exactly like that. And take a couple of years because then you'll be able to ski anything or 
navigate any situation in life. The way that this um, resonates for me and in, in, in my experiences that, especially with this like skiing analogy is that, you know, I find myself here. Oh, sorry. Let me just add something. Uh -huh. Cause sometimes people get annoyed with me with a sport analogy. Fine. Playing the guitar. Practice, 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 practice. And then you go play anything. Then, you know, then you can hop into a band and just so, you know, just some people, and I understand capacity that, that some of that analogy, maybe it's a line for people, but you can, I, you, there's, yeah, it's the same thing with playing an instrument, being a painter, whatever, exactly. you know, like that, whatever, find it in your, in, you use the thing, but you practice that thing and then you can play. So practice, practice, ski, ski anything. Practice being, you know, yes. your instrument, play any kind of music, hop into any situation. And I can play. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Just to round out. Yes. And and I do understand that sometimes I may focus on it, but I, I, I want you to know it's not a sport thing. It's a grounding integrity and capacity to play thing. Yep. Clear? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you... The other analogies you gave, another one's like cooking and gain more and more uh, sensitivity to different ways to cook at higher and higher levels. It's sort of like training for like an Olympics or uh, like for the symphony in the city that you're in or yeah. whatever. You're going for the highest for the highest levels. And that's why I was, you know, I was tying this to I've been here since August with the team in Amsterdam. And it's really clear that the reason why I came here was to do the work so that I could have a cleaner foundation for actually being a shepherd, for actually purely serving, which is honor. For me, pure service is, is honor. And without a doubt, it's becoming more clear that I'm skiing in uh, greater difficulties. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, and I, and I feel like that's a great, that's a great way of, of viewing it is that, um, you're, you're basically, well, at least I am in this case, from my perspective, seeking, um, the ability to more, uh, to detect the more subtle ways that humans express themselves and help people that want to feel more peace, more happiness, more freedom, uh, that they actually want to serve the collective. And then when they seek that for me to actually be able to, um, in a way that's empty of self-interest, serve them. Mm -hmm. And so being here is yeah. exactly what has enabled that for me. Um, and it's enabling most of No Limit Society to train in that way um, through the cleanup to become better shepherds. Yeah. If you, um, you know, talk about symphony or the the olympic soccer team right you um say you start to play instrument or sport you know sometimes when you're young you can have a person that's really a stand stands out right they've got these really good skills and they just dance around everybody go wow so the cleanup we're talking about is what we call the ontological conditioning, the conditioning of self, yeah. right? It's a foundational integrity. If you're there and you're playing and 
public school and you're like, woohoo, running around because you're the rock star, you're high school. Well, you're kind of standing out, but not quite as much. And then university. See, and then the thing is, if you don't, if you go, sometimes people are so good, they get away without doing their conditioning, you know, their cardio and stuff. Now, your skills hide that, but the further up you go, yeah, the more it gets revealed. And you can have all the best skills in the world, but then the your conditioning allow doesn't allow you to keep up with the game, so it does not matter. Yeah. But if you bring your conditioning up and up even higher, suddenly these skills come out like boom. You know, you can have like really good, you know, uh, natural skill, the instrument, but then at some point, if you're not practicing, <laughs> right, it's going to show up. So we can learn all this stuff. By the way, every single thing that I talk about, I might say you, them, that's like that. Every single thing that I talked about is what I saw in myself. Each step is where I saw I was full of shit. So I was, you could say, I was, as I got interested in this work, learned a lot, read a lot, and I could talk about it really well. Yeah. Like a little kid being able to run around vehicle, right? Likewise. But I had not done the work to embody it. Likewise. And so uh, I could talk circles around anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and boy, was it like, I look, I'm like, I'm so full of shit. Anyways, so, but then I, and then, but then I really got, am I here to, play or not to make that difference and then to so then i had to i took on a philosophy of not teaching preaching or informing only being and sharing so i would i would work to i would not i will not discuss something to the best of my ability i'm perfect but i catch myself but that I, i'm not either fully being or i've declared i am not being it yet and i'm at work on it yes. and here's what i'm discovering about that right so if people uh do this work and they've done lots of courses and reading like that stuff will come out at a whole nother power if they do the conditioning of alignment and honor integrity interesting so usually when we use the word conditioning we talk about the ways we've been conditioned by separation um, by location by a sense of self desires cravings aversions etc um but in this case, you use conditioning in a positive way. You condition yourself through uh, repetitive honor, repetitive uh, behavior that's empty of self-interest. Yeah, it's like being in good condition, like physically, you know, I'm in good condition. You're conditioning for the game, right? You're preparing like that. I mean, uh, from that perspective. Yes, yeah, conditioning for the game. Yeah, cool. so cool. it's like that. There is, I've been conditioned over here, but then, you know, so... You have to do your physical conditioning to be able to even get on the field and totally. play with that team. This is that type of I'm creative, causative conditioning. I'm, I'm developing myself. I'm strengthening myself. Yes. Like that. Yeah. Cool. I also really appreciated earlier when you talked about when you don't feel a background piece, which you could say is this sourcefulness, this no thingness, that then if you're not feeling that background piece, everything you do is a compensation. That's my view of it. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, just also to be clear, 
our human state. Somebody might be listening and go, no, no, there's things that I do that are, okay, fine. Maybe there's a few, but don't use that as a way to escape the conversation. You know, some people throw an argument in there. So I'm saying things as, as blanket statements, as principle, as generalizations. I realize that. So why I say this is because in the world of being effective, I would say this, and then people would say, here's the two things that I do that aren't that. Well, okay, good. You're passionate about skiing or painting. Okay, okay, fine. But then, uh, so then they stop listening to the rest of it. Okay, what about the other 98%? <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? Not fully. Okay, good. Yeah. So I just realized as you reflected back to me what I said, I saying, yeah, every, if you're not at peace, everything you do is a compensation. Mm-hmm. It's a reaction, you know, versus a pure creation. Yes. So somebody might stop listening to the validity of this conversation right now because they say, no, that's not true. I have two things that I do that aren't that. That aren't that, that aren't a compensation, that aren't a reaction. Oh, they may I actually see. they may actually have something. Oh. And I'm like, okay, yeah. fine. Yes, okay. you have a few things. But it but the thing is in all of these things is to fall into what is the principle behind the speaking. Yes. So I, if, I, if I was more rigorous, I would say almost everything you do, maybe everything, maybe not, maybe there's a few things, but where you get the power, so what you, but our identity sometimes wants to avoid dealing with it. So it'll look for the one flaw in the conversation so we don't have to take it on. Yeah. So I just want to throw that in there, you know, and I could also get more rigorous in how I speak. It's just that, okay, consider that a lo- just a lot of what you do is just a, is a, is a reaction. And there may be, there are things you do that are purely joyful and all of that, but the, if you want to elevate, you don't look where it's working. You look at where it's not. <laughs> so you can elevate yeah. it. Yeah. And this is why um, you guys have used the phrase that I'm full of shit and that, um, you know, Corey Katuna has also talked about it, like going on the offense and wanting to just assume like I am full of shit. So now yeah. let's look, go on the yeah. offense. And I like how when you um, and Ben have talked about this as well, it's like, Really going from a perspective of communication. Actually, I have a, um, I have a good, I have a good quote um, of yours on that, on the subject, which is that. Communication is the biggest place where honor is put to the test. Yeah, I don't know if it's the biggest, but it's at least a critical spot. Yeah. And this is really cool because it's where you're watching every word or intention. Everything will be revealed. Like, yes. Like, I mean, there's no question that if you look at your communication, no, let me say it. I could say that it's the biggest place, but then I I would come from my context, which is that everything is a communication because I also believe your action is a communication. It's communicating who you are, what's important to you, stuff like that, you know? So it's not just words. As a lot of people say, you know, communication is only 20% verbal. But yeah, everything will show up in how you are, what you're communicating to the world because where you're coming from will get revealed in it. Basically, when you're talking, um, it'll reveal itself because either you'll be um, coming from a place that's empty of self-interest or you'll be coming from a place of self-interest. And would you say that that's typically the most common distinction? I would, yes. You know, are you coming service or serving self? And it's also valuable to point out that that it's not, as communication is not just words, it is in the intention of your communication, and it does come through. Yeah. For example, 
I could have a sales script in front of me that's really well done. And I could read those words to you with the intention of trying to get your money so I can have a commission, right? And that you will, you will receive something, whatever you, however you, it lands, right? I could also read those words to you with the intention of uh, trying to help you and make sure that you t are taken care of. Mm -hmm. And that will land differently. You get that? Yep. But I'll be reading exactly the same, same words. words. So people, it's a, people should get that. Because they go, people go around just saying all the right words. Yes, yes. It's not, an, that's the only part of the communication. Your intention is getting across. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, talking about um, oneness uh, from a place of self-interest. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or from a place of non-embodiment. Yes, from non-embodiment, yeah. which, which the symptomatic of that is self-interest or the source of that. Yeah, it's all, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you could, it's all, rigorously it's embodiment. And one of the ways it shows up definitely is self-interest. So they're connected, right? So when we talk, when I talked, when I talked all about this stuff with no, with either no or a lack of embodiment, you know, so, you know, uh, it was all feeding something in myself. Yeah. Which do this to get validation, to feel better about myself, about what I wasn't doing. Me too. You know, and it was just, uh, still is sometimes coming up. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I just saw that and the more I cleaned up, this is what, this is what I love about the cleanup. It takes more time, but the shift, if you really do the cleanup is it, instead of knowing what you should do and not doing it, trying to make yourself do it, creating structures to do it better, accountability partners, the beautiful thing about the core aspect of the cleanup was I started to want to do the things that I thought I should do. Yeah. That's fucking juicy. Yes, yes, yes. You see, so I'm not embodied. It should be embodied. I'm like that. But one more I did the cleanup, the more that I go, I couldn't be with the lack of embodiment or it just yes. felt right to do it. And it was like, oh, that's the sweet spot. But the work is the work. The work is the work. So you, when you get into good, so you're like, I don't feel like chasing that ball or running or going up those stairs and you get in good shape. You feel like chasing that ball. You take the stairs two at a time and it gives you life. That's the difference that it makes. It's not linear. That's the juice. So like in a video game analogy, it would be something like where you are clear that going on the quest to do the cleanup is going to take hours and it'll be difficult, but that you're going to gain experience points and skills and gain a next level by doing it. Life force, you know, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your whole thing of all the stuff you have just multiplies with which to take on the challenges that come next. You gain excitement to do the cleanup itself. Yeah. You it, get momentum. It starts to move. It starts to seem like the obvious thing to do. You got to start. You got to get into it. Otherwise, the subconscious patterns of how you speak and where you come from will govern your life. Yes. That's my experience. So take the years now 
as especially like a foundation. I love this foundational view. You're you have your whole life ahead of you. Yeah. I just had a night something around this that I want to note to deepen, so I'm just gonna make that note. Of course. It's one of my favorite parts about doing the the podcast is that whenever we feature people that there's a a deepening of what the guest is bringing forth and so it's not only for you for the audience and for your understanding of the subject matter that's being presented but it's also that the guest themselves gains deeper insight into what they are sharing based on the dialogue that we're having i love that component to it And if you're looking for a place also to do the cleanup in even more with an even greater amount of excitement around igniting global awakening, that No Limit Society is a great place to do that. It's the place to do it. And um, and you can find that, that link in the bio below. Um, so we have basically what Anurag has been sharing. We have that happening for um, hundreds of people right now. And it's so, so, so exciting. And it becomes so much more. Um, could you share with us the uh, insight that or the deepening that you're excited about? Well, I just read uh, the thing. It's, it's what I already said um, that you start to want to do. Yeah. The things that you know you should do, but what I realized is that we didn't put that in with the NL with the no limits, and I think it's an I think it's a valuable point. So, you know, so sometimes I've been coming from something for some time, uh, but it's because uh, what I'm doing every single day is 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 doing this work, and so I start to body it, and then sometimes I don't know what I haven't said. Yes. Right. So as I just said it to you, as I as I find it one of the most powerful things of this work is that shift of letting go. It's, it stops being strategic to try to get those things done to what you desire. Got some cool shit, which people don't. I didn't even think was possible. I thought I was almost going to struggle with these things, and I realized, ah, oh, I didn't get that. That's just natural for me, but I didn't get that in, and I think it's powerful to get in with the community. That's what I was making a note of. Love that. And so what, what came up for me as you were sharing there was that um, most recently, uh, right after I did one of my uh, core relationship cleanups, which you could say is like a game within the game. Mm -hmm. So doing so then you get excited about playing that game. Yes. Um, you're not. I, I'm not excited for the end of the phone call where I'm doing the cleanup of the relationship. I'm not excited for the end of the call. I'm excited for the call itself, which yes. is the game. the game. And so then immediately what opened up was the next deeper, harder person that I had to have a phone call with. Yes. And I got excited to play it's that right. game. Just like you get excited to ski a harder hill. Yeah. Or you get excited to learn a more difficult piece of music. Yes. See, then you can shift your relationship to life where there's not things that you're avoiding. They're just joyful demonstrations of your that you're playing at a higher level. Like, oh, I suddenly I can lift this weight effortlessly. So I put on a heavier weight. 
something that I that I struggle with, but I feel great about it because it's a sign of my progress and my strengthening. That is exactly it. Yeah. Well, uh, if I and one of the things also that I feel is has value is if you know. Uh, one of the pieces of work that I get a lot from is Lao Tzu from the Way. Yes. And I really got one day, oh yeah, he called it the way or the path. He didn't call it the destination or the <laughs> Oh. So I tell people, just another way of saying what you're saying is I said, listen, be on the path or do this work because you enjoy it. Or enjoy doing it if you have find think it has value. And uh, so, you know, I, many years understood intellectually this thing about there's nowhere to get, but they all still felt there's somewhere to get. And then I actually yeah. landed in, holy shit, there's nowhere to get. Yeah. And I didn't stop growing. I got it like, oh, so if I, uh, like to ski or cook or play an instrument, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy I would go out, I learned to snowboard. I would, when I was a beginner, I really enjoyed it. When I was an intermediate, I, I mean, you don't go, oh, I'm not an expert yet, so I'm not going to enjoy it yet. Yeah. You have some you, people have had the best times of their lives on a ski vacation when they were a beginner skier. Yeah. Did they want to get better? Yes. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I really invite everybody to get, oh, if you're here, be here and have a ridiculous, have as good time as you're humanly capable of right now. Not have it get better. Just have right now. Your full joy is available right now. Yes. Because in fact, most of you can look. Have you ever had magical times in your past? Yes. Had you done this development yet? No. Mm -hmm. So it's not contingent on that. Yeah. So don't save it. If you're on the path going, this is a path I love. I love this. And I'm going to, yes, I'm going to get better. But because I love the game of that, not because there's somewhere to get. Yes. And I think that I think that that's a. I've found that to be very valuable for myself. Yeah. Yeah, and I love the simple um, example of have you felt uh, uh, ecstatic or have you felt just the miracle of life itself uh, before you did the work? And the answer is yes. And yeah. so that oh, is yeah. Or even any time before right now. Yes. <laughs> Which means that you don't need any more for that because you already demonstrated it's possible for you. Okay. This was also um, really cool. So I've also had the, the fortune of being able to watch the honor retreat that uh, Anurag and Bentinho did, and that will also be uh, made available soon for um, for people to be able to access and, and view. And that uh, during that, and I think also during NLS, you guys said that um, one of the most powerful uh, states is when you're constituted as something. Yes. So when you're constituted as fill in the blank, in this case, honor, that is what you that's what you keep in a sense at the in your north star position at the top well, of your actually awareness. when you're constituted you no longer think about it you don't think the alternative it. is not an option lao tzu said this thing he said you know the 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 
person of integrity has no attention upon their integrity. Therefore, they have integrity. It has no intention? Oh, no attention. Oh, attention, attention on, on their, their integrity. integrity. Therefore, they have integrity. Yeah. The person who has uh, attention on their integrity, uh, you know, therefore lacks integrity. I would say against his standard, I lack integrity. Most people think um, I have a lot of integrity. Um, and um, so, but it's not a judgment, you know, it's like, okay, I'm... I attend to it, but when I am it, I will no longer attend to it. The option is any, any, any alternative is not an option. Yes. And I'm like, um, it's becoming a habitual way of living. And it's actually, I don't think about it a lot, but I still do sometimes, which means I'm not fully surrendered to it. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. yes. So the constitution, you know, I asked, I asked somebody who, you know, you have children. Yes. I said, well, they starve. They go, no. So what if you have no money? Will they starve? No. What is this? No. Oh, because it's not an option. Yeah. Could it physically happen in reality? It's could, but you're constituted as that. It's you'll do anything. It is just not an option, you know. And so, and therefore, you don't think about it. <laughs> Will you give us more examples of ways that people uh, subconsciously uh, are uh, constituted in ways that they don't even know? Like not letting your child starve is a great one. What's do you have other ones? I, don't, I mean, I don't think more are needed. Uh, it's you know, it's. It, the thing about it is, and it's, it's, well, you know, here's what's funny. So it's like, yes, let me say this. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Like I, because some people can go, yeah, but that's because you have kids and stuff like that. So I think it's important to note, it is a choice. People go, it's not a choice. It's my children. No, some people, you know, leave their children on doorsteps or let, leave them in dump. Like I can show you all these things where people have abandoned their children, not fed them, all sorts of things. Yeah. So, um, Nice. So it's a choice to not it is. be constituted that way. Yeah. yeah. Like it, the okay. thing is people go, mm-hmm. oh, but I didn't, that's, see, I think that's your fullest powers when you're constituted. And, but people go, yeah, but I didn't do that. I'm, I'm just had a baby, oh, you know? Yeah. No, you did. Yes. Cause there's people who didn't. Yes, right. Yes. Cool. So people get all serious about it and, you know, people go, um, uh, yeah, no, let me, let me fill flush this out a little bit. So, you know, I would be coaching people. And they were business was high, like, and they would go. They were so busy and jammed, and you know they weren't balancing their life. I can't, I can't do. I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time. I just, I, you know, I'm so jammed. And I go, okay, well, if your if your brother uh, died tomorrow and his funeral was in a different country, would you go? He goes, yes. Why? Because suddenly you can do it. You don't even have to think about it. You, I will be there. You do what's important. Yeah, important. your brother was getting married, and you're the best man. Will you go? Yes. You didn't even think how. A minute ago, you told me you couldn't figure out how to do anything. You couldn't figure out how to work out or this or go to visit, you know, but suddenly you'll be at your brother's wedding. That's important. No, it's not because there's people who don't. There's people who don't go to the funeral. There's people who don't go to the wedding. You're choosing that. Yes. And you don't, you, you don't. So if, if I'm there, okay, you go to brother's wedding. Yeah. What, what, what if you don't have the money to get there? Fine. I'll go. You don't go. It's only a question of how, not if. It's only a question of how, not if. Only how, not if. That's when you're constitutionalized. That you never, the if is not a question. Yeah. I will get to that wedding. I'll do this. I'll borrow money to get there. I, it's only, I will keep, I will keep handling the how until I'm there. And the people go, that's important. I go, okay, well, when I was, had my first business and I was working seven days a week and I was doing two or three all-nighters a week and I literally couldn't have time to see my girlfriend, my parents, nothing. And I was like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. 
And then when my favorite band, The Who, was doing their final concert in Toronto, suddenly I was gone for yeah. four days, right? <laughs> and you go, that's not a wedding and that's not this because I made that important. Yes. I made that important. There's lots of people listening who they were, I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have this. I don't have. Suddenly you fall in love and you're going away for the weekend. Yeah. You know, suddenly you're like, there's no way I'm not showing up for that girl or guy or whatever. Suddenly, boom, because you made it important. And the, the, the option of not going didn't exist. Yes. Cool. So we have that capacity within us. It's That's easy great. to say, oh, it's feeding my children. Well, no, you do it to get laid. So that's when you could say you're fully polarized to service to others or towards honor. You're constituted as You are that. The op- well, yes. the alternative is not an option. Yes, yes. It doesn't even occur as an option. A- what, what- attention on integrity is no longer there. Yeah, because you would not you would not consider anything else. Yes. What Batinho and I both found was at the beginning, uh, it took work to live with honor because you had to think about it. You, you this, what do I do? I should do this or this or this or this. And the more you keep choosing with honor, and then suddenly it flipped to way easier. And what what flipped was when you realized there was no question what you were going to do. Yeah. Suddenly your mind gets quiet. Suddenly everything flows. The beginning, it's hard. It's this and that, and it takes more effort or time or money. Or I don't work with this client, or like, you know, I have to do this properly. Or and then, but a lot of that is in the struggle with self. And then when you give up the option, you're, I don't have. You already know when I show up there, I already know that I'm going to act with honor, so I don't sit around and think about it. Yeah, that's what that's my experience. And I, I find what you share in your experience to be really relevant, um, resonant to what I'm experiencing, um, which is kind of like what you're saying, where you're you're showing up and you still have at in awareness the idea of honor or it as a North Star. Yeah. And that over time, you're becoming more and more clear at more and more subtle levels um, when you come from honor versus when you don't. And then over time you, it becomes more, more and more painful to not come from. Honor. Yes. Yeah. And then that hurts your heart, your spirit, uh, enough to where you're like enough of that, enough of that. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. It pops up as like a thought advertisement to engage in a more self-interest style way. And you're like, no. Uh, and then over time, those thought advertisements become, uh, they pop up less and less because you're not selecting them. You're selecting the frames you, with your choice, the ones that are around honor, the ones that are around service. Um, and it really also helps to see the the other as another self um, with the all is you, because when you when you begin seeing it as the one uh, infinite intelligence talking to itself or dancing with itself, playing with itself um, with no separation at all, um, you it changes the way that that insight, if applied, changes you forever. Um, and it it's just it's so important to applied uh, awakening is so important um, and it's done through this cleanup um, and yeah it's just it's so resonant and then it's it stops showing up it's just you're constituted as it and yeah yeah it could be i have a theory that if we're ever either we don't i don't know i mean how do i say it? 
It could be that the only program that we ever need and is useful is to do how to do what you know you should be doing program. Do, doing what you should be doing. Doing what you know you should be doing. You know you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't need anything else. And then if we all started doing that, then the mm. next generation would grow up inside of that and you wouldn't even need that program because that's just how we live life. Okay, so there's this is a really um, common uh, choice point for, for people, and I still experience this as well, is that you you should you should do do what you should you know you should be doing, meaning that there's the choice point and it's either you eat unhealthy or you eat healthy, or you um, do something that's distracting uh, you from doing the cleanup that you actually are supposed to be doing, or you do the yeah, fucking listen, cleanup. Everything yeah. that you know you should be doing that aren't doing is where your suffering comes from. That's yes, it. That's and it. if you're doing everything you know you should be doing, you're going to feel great. Yeah. Then, and this will happen. This is my experience. There's a, there's a there's one layer in there, which is some of the things that you think that you should be doing really aren't true to you, but you inherited them from outside. So there's there's also some little cleanup in hmm, what is where did this should come from? But then I then you can analyze that. But I discovered another interesting thing. When you start to do the cleanup, you start to get more clear about your shoulds. And the false one starts to show up more clearly. So if you just go to the cleanup, even that gets cleaned up. Does that make sense? I feel so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so your what you should be doings get cleaned up. Yes. Like like like, there's things that you know you should be doing. Like oh, I should exercise more. But then you start to see. Oh, I should exercise this much and it's come from outside and it's some ideals out here. Uh, and actually that's not, you know, yes. and you, but as you just start doing all of the cleanup, you go, Oh no, Oh no, that, or that's this, or my parents think I should do this or those. So I should do this. And some of that's coming from here from own, from false standards you made up from the what's in our environment to wanting to please others and stuff like that. And then, because people rightly can say to me, goes, yeah, but you know, some of, uh, you know, those are not healthy shoulds. You're right. Absolutely. But then that, if you already know that one, <laughs> then you shouldn't do that. <laughs> then you know, you shouldn't go that way. Right. Yeah. So if you really just keep doing the work and get more present, it'll sort itself out. But people want to figure everything out before doing the work versus doing the work is what figures it out. Yes. Yes. So I saw in myself that my, constant analysis to figure it out when there was yes it wasn't i wasn't clear about all of it but there was things in front of me that i was clear of that i could start with and i realized that my that most of my figuring was to avoid starting with the things that were already clear because they were already that way because i was avoiding them to begin with <laughs> so start with what's clear and i promise you the other stuff will continue to get clear yeah and this is something that um, I mentioned on our last uh, Keta guides call. So these are sort of the people in NLS that are um, helping lead the groups of like 15 or 20 um, members that are going through the process of cleaning up um, and becoming free agents in Ignition of Global Awakening. And it's that the process, like Anurag just said, it ends up creating more and more 
feedback onto itself. By getting started, next levels show up. And so in the Ketas, it's becoming clear that as people are doing the cleanup, they're like, oh yeah, I just cleaned up this part of my relationship and now I show up this way. And another person goes, wow, that's so useful for me because now I can apply that in my process. And that, so it's like an organic cleanup. It's like a living, breathing cleanup that's happening uh, with hundreds of people. And it's um, it's nice because it's it's also like really hands off in the sense that it's just it's it's just doing itself because people have set the intention to be more constituted as purity as honor, uh, and then it does it just shows up in the containers. It just it uh it like ping pongs between uh between people. They share really relevant ways that they've been cleaning up and how it's helped their state. It really helps that people share. You know, the sharing gives it life. Sharing normalizes it in the environment. So the environment is raised. Sharing gives other people a way to see how to impact something that they didn't know how to do it. And sharing also goes, Oh, I didn't even realize that I had that going on, but I was so used to it that I didn't even see it as something to clean up. But now that I do, so there's, I could list more, but there's numerous ways that having sharing and having it be the state of the community makes an incredible difference. Yes. And um, this also plays really well into, um, you created uh, three further distinctions on these, on these five, uh, on the cleanup where you said that um, either it's something that you know how to do and it's easy, you know how to do it, but it's harder, or you just don't know how to do it. Yes. And that's a good also barometer in a sense for you to feel, okay, well, maybe I'm ready to do the things that I know how to do and they're easy. And you can dive in and start with those things. The harder ones you could maybe ask for help yeah. with. Yep. You know, you, but it's normal to have in those categories then you don't have to be disempowered by, I don't know how to, I don't know how to. And everything that you know how to do today, you didn't know at one time. It, it was important to, so you learned or you got support. So not knowing is not a, doesn't have to be a barrier. People allow it to be, but it's not. It's just like, of course, there's going to be stuff I don't know how to. Cool. I will learn how to get support. Not only will I handle it, but I will increase my competency in life. And I also recommend that people find playful, fun ways to handle all of it. Yes. You know, people make this list and it can be overwhelming. So I say the first thing is notice if you're making yourself wrong or feeling overwhelmed, let it go. And that's also, so make this an 18 month project, two years, like whatever, relax, create a joyful path to it. Do it at a pace that's fun. All that happens is life gets better. You have a, a reliable way to 100% make your life better every month. Yes. Three years. So what's the problem? Nice. Have fun. Do creative sessions. I remember working with this guy once and he's like, okay, what's the thing? He said, cleaning his garage was one of his lists. And he just, uh. So we, I said, no, you don't get to go. He goes, I'm going to go start on it. Go, no, you don't get to go start. First, you have to come up. So we had to do 20 minutes of thinking that otherwise we, we, we always go time this and that. We're busy. No. To invest effort and time. So we invested 20 minutes. 
in being creative versus zero time in being creative and just running to do it. Just let me run and do it, right? However, the creativity produced a game for him. A game, a thing, whatever. Uh, his three best friends, have him come over and have a clean up the garage party. Mm-hmm. Said beer, pizzas, cigars, yeah. got stuff like that. And they had a really good time. And they created the Doing the Stuff We Hate Doing Club. Yeah. And then every two weeks they get together and they go to the other guy's house and they do another thing. And then they go, and now that's the thing they look forward to the most. <laughs> the doing the stuff they hate doing party. It's up to you. It's in your hands. Yeah. And I really recommend people don't rush to do stuff. I mean, little stuff, simple, great. And it gives you energy. Great. But look, oh, here's the thing. Do it when it gives you energy. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I just, I, yeah, I feel lit up about doing it. Great. I don't. I'm going to create how to. So then what's as more, as much or more of an impact is you build your joy muscle because you are rigorous about doing it in a joyful manner. And then you stop being one of your big, whatever fears or whatever constraints in life disappears because you learned, you've exercised a muscle of how to bring joy to whatever you do. And you no longer have to do things that bring you joy. And you're no longer afraid of anything. You can ski any hill. You can be in any situation in life and you can bring joy to it. That's some cool shit. Yes. Wow. Yeah. The doing the stuff we hate doing club. Or doing stuff that we know we need to do club. Yeah. Yeah. And that's cool too because it does play into the uh, – if you want to get started, sometimes it's nice to do it with accountability partners. And so making it fun, uh, bringing joy to it is so cool. Yeah, but make it yeah. make it the joyful play partners instead of accountability partners. Yes. Because if, if you're doing it, you're doing it. So now the accountability is handled in the background. So it raised the bar. You can make partners for anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's been another, um, that's a powerful video that people, when they join NLS, they get as foundational content is uh, raising the bar. And um, that's a great way to, of putting it is yeah, raising the bar for yourself uh, to uh, be constituted as honor and yeah. Um, in terms of like the most, uh, the most profound things, uh, in my life, um, this is at the top without a doubt. Um, yeah. And it, um, it's, it's exactly what, um, it's exactly what brings forth, um, the only thing that we are. Um, which is conscious expression. And so you may as well make the way that you express yourself be honor instead of make it be uh, for self-interest. And then you then that way you actually ignite the global awakening. Um, and there's some stuff around like models and architect- architectures that um, I'd like to also play with you on. Um let me first um, un- underline something um, to create something around raising the bar. People can hear that different ways, but 
one of my experiences is that raising a bar is very important. We can call it different things. So if people hear it differently, but it's uh, what I found was, is that whether you're improving your skiing or you're having transformation or whatever, that a lot of the, you have a, a burst of aliveness comes from the new victory. Yeah. So raising the bar is a really great game to play. So you have a transformation and if you just work at sustaining it, it becomes normalized and you start to consume it. Mm. So the, every time you've had this burst of aliveness was from the next breakthrough, from the next victory. Yeah. And it has a life and then it dissipates. So I did a whole bunch of work and I discovered that people can live in a very high state if they are having a victory at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Got that thing done. Got that off the list. Did this thing, but the in the in the expansion in the moving, it, then it's this. That's where this life force comes forward. Mm-hmm. So go to raising the bar, but not from some significance or heaviness or I have to. But it's like wow. The, every time I move that bar, yes, I become more. Wait, in the gym, every time you put a heavier weight on, yeah, that's raising the bar. Yes, and then you feel Ugh. yes, and you could do that for the rest of your life. Therefore, you can have that energy and life force for the rest of your life. Therefore, you can not fear aging because you'll always get, you know, for the rest of my life, I've become more alive and joyful. Yeah. So I find a lot of value inside of elevation, raising the bar, having a victory, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Yes. Nice. So these victories in cleanup create an increase in life force in aliveness and then that joyfulness gets to radiate and there's just no fear of of death because every single moment is just more and more every week you take on a greater challenge in cleanup by raising the bar and this aliveness gets to just increase um yeah that's what i've experienced Sweet. Yeah. And, and you don't, yeah. you, and that's not even theoretical. Nobody even has to take my word for it. Just look at whatever happened every time you yes. did that. Don't, 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 it's not some theory of mine. It's just an observation. And I just like to replicate and distill down to what's working. And I go, oh, that works. So let's do more of that. It's like 50 little mini projects per uh, year, uh, one a week. And that each one of these mini projects uh, brings you way more joy, more aliveness, uh, more honor. And um, what better way to do it than to like see it as a game, like see yeah. life as a school, as a game. And yeah. That, yeah. Okay. You know, you go, oh, this week I did this and you, you know, you clean up this relationship. You go, ooh, this week, clean that closet. Cool. You know, this week, you can, you don't, you, you already know what I'm talking about. You can just imagine this one, I need that one. You can of course have five in a week, but I'm just saying, you know, like, but every time you you know right now that if you did that one on the week, and then you did that one, and then that one, and oh my god, every week you go, oh, I rock, you know, like, yeah, yep. I love how I love that for, that um, what's it? It's like the the taste or the texture, the flavor of that is uh, better than because it's like you said, it's the stuff you know you should be doing flavor. <laughs> And, and that's why it tastes so good. That's why it tastes so good. Yeah. And you can throw out the self-love conversation 
like as an activity because you cause self-love arises every time you take down something you know you should do. Yeah. You can obsolete that conversation. You notice that every time that you do that, that you, that you clean something, you do that, do you notice how good you feel about yourself? Do you notice you have no negative thoughts about yourself? Yeah. All those stories, they don't exist in the shadow of that when you, every time you did one of those things. Yeah. There's the evidence. The evidence is all I do, there's nothing. There's no philosophy. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. The work isn't a set of this or that. All I do is observe what worked for people. Just observation. It's just physics. Yes. When you do this, this. When you do this, this. Oh, okay, good. If this produces this, let's just focus on this that produces that which you want. Yeah. There literally is no philosophy behind this. Interesting. And that's why you mentioned the flamethrower at the beginning. Uh, it's, yeah, it's observation and it's uh, physics. Uh, I love that way. I love that way of saying it because philosophy means a love of wisdom. And I think philosophy has a, so much connotation um, in the last thousands of years where it's not about application. Whereas right now it's more than ever, it's only application. It's just observation and physics. Physics is the way it works. Is. This yeah. action produces this, right? And I, and don't make me wrong. I, I love philosophy. I, I, you know, engage in it. And there's the thing what I'm committed to distilled it and distilled it. And I, so I'm not, you know, diminishing anything else. I'm just saying, I'm just saying this doesn't, is not that. And I don't, I don't intend for it not to be heard that way, to give new people new things to think about. I'm just going, oh, look, this does this. Cool. That's it. Yeah. So if you know you do a retreat and workshop and take a few of these actions and it makes life amazing, then keep taking those actions that makes life amazing versus have it be a peak experience. I think it's so relatable what you say because everybody's had the experience of doing a clean up, uh, especially maybe not your state of being. That might be a tougher one for yes. people to get. But when you do clean something like in your physical space, everyone's done something like that. There's a period of an hour or two or maybe even the rest even of the day yeah. where you yeah. just feel so good. And there's without a doubt, no negative thoughts. Yeah. Emotions exactly, yeah. and so the cleanup is a cleanup, but like your house or your kitchen, you do it every day. So you do it. You take. You, there's a there's a bit of time over this year year and a half where it's a bunch because you've let it get really messy, but it's not like you do it and you're done. You and then you continue to live that way, and you because stuff accumulates, so you keep cleaning it up, and you actually start to get clean up at higher and higher levels. So it's not do this once. It's about make this the habit of your life. Yeah. Like if you're doing exercise or yoga practice, its benefit comes from doing it, from the practice of it. And if you exercise, you do yoga, you meditate, always, you always have the benefit of this. So the same way with the cleanup, the benefit is in the practice of it. Yeah. And a lot of programs and stuff, they, they do your inventory and you do it. And everybody, so many people here, as you see, have done this. And then you have this great hit from it. Yeah. And then I'm just like, oh, but then if that does that, and I really like that, why wouldn't I keep doing what gives me that? Yes, yes. 
this this also takes me to and this is very similar with landmark and so it's it's like when i hear about you know your uh, experience with those with that pattern in leadership and then for example with me it was a lot of tony robbins and it was a lot of unleashing the power within and being crew and this type of stuff and it was super similar where you would have this big workbook and it would be answering all these endless state when you're there and it's just this excitement and then you want and then that whole five-day period is just so lit up with i'm going to change my life i'm going to change the way i express myself i'm going to tackle all these things that i have to do but the the very interesting thing is why then are people coming back to the retreats after six months or a year. Um, why? And the answer is they didn't become constituted as the cleanup itself. Yeah. This is great. So yeah. they didn't turn it into a habit. Yes. Where there's no other there's no other experience that you can uh, there's no other experience except cleanup that will give you a consistent um feeling of aliveness over your life yeah for me to succeed in my work my work should become obsolete yes yes honor rock talking about honor should become obsolete and then his, every and then single thing i do done. my goal yeah. is that it becomes obsolete yes i hope to be useless as soon as possible <laughs> Yeah, I hope uh, my podcasting days come to an end because everybody is just uh, constituted mm -hmm. as the state change. Yeah. As being free agents for Igniting Global Awakening. Yeah, so this work, the first shift for me was, uh, you know, it was in this body of work and it was, hey, let's let's reach this pinnacle. Let's be extraordinary, stuff like that. And then... I had a shift in the view and it seemed like a, this and an extraordinary mountain to climb and let's make what we can up however far we get. And now I see it differently. I see it. It's not about reaching some pinnacle. It's about the restoration of self to your normal state. It's not about from here going up to there. It's from, we drop, we, we fell away from ourselves and just read the restoration. And then if our work becomes obsolete and people are restored, then we move into creation. And then we'll see what we can create with this energy that we were using just to restore ourselves. That's my view of it. And okay, so when you talk about um, restoration, um, you're talking about um, when we sort of fell for maybe seeking uh, experiences or seeking material possessions or substances, mm -hmm. relationships, uh, external. Yeah. Okay, so that was our um, falling into illusion. And then the coming back, the turn within is the, um, is the restoration. Yeah. I am whole. I do not need to chase anything. No thing brings me joy, but I bring joy to everything that I do. And then suddenly you don't need anything from the world. So then you bring something to the world. Yes. So the, the creator principle becomes active and that everything you paint is joy. Yes. Oh. So yes, yeah, so that's, yeah. you know, you move into creation where whatever is not a hole in you makes your next action in some level of reaction. To whatever's not whole. Yes, yes. To compensate for what's not felt as whole within you. Oh, you're man. compensating. You're medicating yourself with every action. Everything is an addiction at some level. One way of looking at it. And is that so then I'm doing it all to 
I can take an opiate or something. People go, that's a drug. Or not. But you actually, people are doing all sorts of things to medicate their sense of disquiet. Nice. You know, one shaman told me, he said, anything, everything can be medicine and everything can be poison. Just depending on how you're engaging with it. There's two threads there. Um, one of them is that, um, especially within mainstream culture, we don't typically think of um, watching uh, like Fox News and CNN uh, as something that is um, poison. Um, we don't typically think that. We think that you know we're righteous and we have the right poll and we know. Um, and so it's basically baked in or like the high fructose corn syrups or the industrial oils or whatever, um, they're baked in, uh, the, like the business models that are baked into the attention economy with keeping yeah. people hooked onto devices, that type of thing. Um, it's, it's baked in, uh, to where it's it's in a feedback loop with our consciousness and then the the like liberation from those oils and from the processed foods and from um the unhealthy patterns is uh it's that's like the unfreezing of your will and you're you know you regaining it so that you're not so you're sovereign so you're not you're you're not falling into and but you you created the whole experience for yourself. I think that part is so important that you designed the experience for yourself to get consumed by those patterns. Yeah, you chose the easy way in the moment, the easy way out to get a hit. And yeah, okay. And so the environment, yeah, every one of those industries has scientists. Their sole purpose is how to make the thing more addictive. They study that. And then they bake it into the electronics, they bake it into the websites, they bake it into the food. And we can say, let's blame them. But you still have a choice. I have compassion. I understand. I went through all those places. And I didn't stop doing it because they stopped doing it. I stopped doing it because I chose something else. Yep. Now, here's a cool thing about the cleanup. So those things that you go, oh, I should stop eating that, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to get that app on my phone that shuts it off for some hours, or all of those things. When you do the cleanup, you actually naturally stop wanting to do those things or eat those things. Yes. And this is not theoretical either. Many people who are listening have probably done something like a cleanse. Yes. And when you do the cleanse, you stop craving some of that stuff for a while. Yep. The cleanup is just a cleanse. It's a life cleanse. Yes. So it, in the same way, it will impact where you want to put your attention. So you can stop strategically trying to work on those things because some of those things will cease or all of them will cease to exist if when you get things cleaned up. When your room is really clean, you don't feel like dropping something on the floor. Yes. It natu it's natural. Yeah. To create the environment, cleanup creates the environment that is consistent with who you are that you feel like keeping it that way. Yes. So the base, the baseline itself is constantly shifting towards a more pure expression. 
and more remembering of true nature. And when the baseline shifts in terms of, oh, well, now I felt this last week how nice it is to have a clean physical space. Now, I love that example. I'm not going to bring my dirty shoes onto the carpet. I'm not going to drop my uh, my clothes on the couch. I'm going to go and put them in my closet. Yes. And yeah, that type of – because it continues. The baseline has shifted. And so now new levels are unlocked. So it's like – Yes. So what is the next – place and that might be digital the next place you yes. go now but here's and here's an interesting thing because it's holistic so people will often do like a um, we suffer i have a view that we suffer from a thing i i made up my own term for it because i call it isolationism in the developed world we isolate one thing and then work on one that one thing so people could do the physical thing and they go yeah but then after a while it doesn't stick or whatever you know, or I don't, you know, I've already, people could be listening. They're already resigned because I've done that, but I know that it, it fades or whatever. But not when you do all of the areas. A cool thing happens. You clean up this thing in your relationship and you feel more like exercising. You feel more like you do the exercising and you feel more like have, keeping your space clean. Your entire energetic space cleans up. So doing this makes you want to keep this up. Keeping that up makes you want to keep, do you get what I'm saying? Yep. It's, it's not a linear version. No matter, you can be hearing what I'm saying. Our predisposition is to put it into something familiar. I promise you where this takes you is not familiar. I promise you. Yeah. I promise you no matter how much this, no matter how many times you failed in the past, no matter how many times you reverted, it's, this is not those things. When you do all of these things, you can see how comprehensive it is. They feed each other. Yes. And you get more subtle, you become more aware of, there is a place where the analogy breaks down. It's not about having a sterile environment, like it's, you know, like, like that. No, it's still warm yeah. and loving. It's what's right for you. And you start to see different kinds of impurities. Like, <clears throat> I have a commitment to being profoundly peaceful, which has me show the, the dirt that, what's in the way of me being, what, what shows, what's, yeah. what's the thing. You know, there's the old, uh, uh, I remember growing up, there's the old story, the princess and the pea. Yeah. And, if, you know, where the, the prince, no matter how many mattresses, she could still feel, feel the pea. Yeah. So you start to feel these impurities. Nice. And through even more and more More mattresses, yeah. more and more and more and more and more <laughs> mattresses, right? And so recently, like last year, I found this disquiet. Was what's in my, and I, what I noticed was, like, I don't have really much any fear about anything. I don't have fear of the end of my life or anything. And I had like a little fear. And I noticed this, uh, I had a fear about three things. Not exercising, not doing my meditation, and not eating well. And I go, well, that's crazy. And I could go back to times in my life where I just did those things. I didn't have any fear about not doing them. I just did them. But now I was doing them because I was afraid of not doing them. Mm -hmm. Going, what the hell? Where did that go? I used to do them like... So I went deep in and I saw this thing, which is... The environment. When I first started doing those things, there wasn't much talk about them, right? And it's everywhere now, right? Mm. But you know, like, oh, yeah, right. But so, like, I'm 56. So I was like, when I started doing, you know, like, it's really when I was growing up, there was none of this stuff in the environment, very little, right? Then, um, I, uh, there's so much talk. Meditating is good for you. Exercise is good for you. Blah, 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 blah. Like I just and I. And because there was so much, I let it shape that 
oh, I, I better do those things. I'm afraid not to do those things. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was like, wow, look at that. Has an impurity has come in and it was changing the nature of those things. Yes. So I actually stopped attending to those things. And, and I'm always at this, that was, I was part of the cleanup because I didn't want to have those impurities. And I'm still doing and elevating and cleaning up all the other things and just doing it with honor. And, and then I just, I just said, I wasn't going to take any of those actions if I was coming from there. I literally, I'm not going to exercise if it's coming from there, if that's in the space. And after a bit, some days of not exercising, one day my body felt like exercising. Yeah. So I did. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I still remember that really, really well as a, you know, at my mother's place and, and then, so I just stopped and I go, I should, I should like that. And I go, nope, not coming from this theory. No, I should, no. I should. And then, and then suddenly it felt natural. And then it did for two days. And then it came back. Ah, see, it's, it's, you're, you're back on. You should do it. Nope. Then I'm not, then I stopped. And so it was, I didn't any, then it was like, start and stop, start and stop, start. Yeah, and yeah. then, and then it became like that. And I'm back into a flow state around yes. it. But that's, that's an cool. example of that. You get more present. You see more impurities. You can keep purifying your space. Yeah. New new ones crept in, like those ones crept in. They didn't used to be there. Yes, yes. Things like that. That's just an example from my own experience. Cool. That's a cool next level um, to reference as well, because we can get caught into a like a linear style pattern, which is I will do this three times a week at yep. this specific time, and uh, and then it uh, there's a next level there, which is making it more flowy. Uh, so some week you might go three times, some week you might only go once, um, and yeah, yeah, and you keep doing the cleanup. And you'll find yourself and your body falling into what nurtures it. Yep. Yep. You'll find yourself wanting to. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, there's a couple other ones here. Um, uh, there's just a couple really like we can go. I would love to just get through uh, um, these like more uh, quick um, with your your hot take on them because sure. these are things that I've written from the notes that I've, I've taken and I love these. Um, so um, a really good question is to, to just ask oneself is why are you here? Mm -hmm. And in asking that question, usually what comes up, um, and this ties into this other one that I wanted to bring up, which is, what is on your bucket list? I love this one. Is any service to others on your bucket list? And that's a great, that's a great realization to have. Um, yeah, is serving the collective, serving the planet in any way, serving life? Um, or is it for you? Is everything on your bucket list for you? So why are you here? Yep. Cool. Okay. I feel like that one's um, explanatory already. Uh, we covered, um, I like this one. Cleanup is the best thing you can do for your life. Touch that. Um, oh, um, yeah. Don't get caught on sustainable improvements also. Uh, so... And yeah, can you give yeah, a bit life is so. As I was working on things and learning more about the environment, I came across these people, and many years ago, they're talking about you don't do sustainable. They work on soil. You have to regenerate the soil, and then I learned about it, and then I got deep into the jungles, and I go, oh, nature is regenerative. 
Or you could even just say generative and take out the re. Just mm -hmm. nature is generative. Yes. It's not trying, holding, sustaining is, can I hold on? Imagine on a soccer field, you get ahead by one goal and you try to hold on to your lead. No way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, you know, um, companies are, you know, get this joyful startup and they're, I want to, let's bring this to people. Let's cause this. And they get to this size. Oh, let's hold on to our things. Let's meet our targets. Immediately the energy changes. You don't like being their customer anymore. Before they wanted to bring you something. Now they want to use you to sustain their profits. You know, and so sustaining is not enlivening. It's fear-based. It's holding on. And nature is not that. You know, and, you know, so it's, and it's actually interesting for people to get this because I can say this and they understand it, but then I'll show them a picture of a cup, you know, some people who regenerated a piece of land. Yes. This is brown piece of land uh, and eco or green means not it's not sustainable it's less destructive so that means that land gets worse sustaining means it stays like the world stays the way that it is mm -hmm. and regenerative sure means it goes from brown to green so when you exercise you you're generating you're regenerating here's the here's the picture from oh it's got to be cuz it's in focus but that's the picture from uh, 2001 of sustainable. This is what Honorak showed me. And then here's the one from 2019. This is regenerative or generative. Yeah. Yeah. You're generating life. You want to have magic in your relationships? They're like you generate it every day. You regenerate it. You regenerate your fitness. <clears throat> it can You can hold on. You know, it, it's, it's just there's um, – so – you, you, everything in life is generative. Like you want to bring life, you know, when you're on, why, why even people like playing the sport or you have to generate, you're not, you're just sitting there allowing the drift of life when it's magic is when you're generating, you're putting effort into it. Yes, man. I love, I love how we can just take, um, I love how we can just blast through those, the word sustainable but then when we get to regenerative, I like how you even say drop the re and just generate. Just generate. So good. So you keep doing the clean. You don't you don't clean up once and then try to hold on to that. You keep elevating it, find more purities, and you generate you know more and more like aliveness. You just generate life. Yeah. Which is exactly what the when this is a great segue into this when um, we are we're both familiar with the kogi. And so you have an indigenous tribe in Colombia and you have the, um, as Mama Nui Yuan said on, on our show, um, you have the uh, living original vision of earth, love, living original vision of earth. And that's generative. Yes. Which is how we're here is this generative function. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, so it's the, con yeah, I love that. It's a generative cleanup. It's a yeah. generative honor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. You know, your body isn't sustaining. It doesn't have, here's their cells. Let's hold on. They're replicating. They're reproducing. They're really, all your cells are replacing your body about every seven years, something like that. Yes. Right. Cause it's, they're, it's regenerating. It's generating. It's always, you know, it's always, it's, that's life. Life is generative. Yeah. And so this is also probably why at the beginning, when you were sharing the, um, point the pillar one in cleanup of physical space is um, there's something about um, being caught 
in the same environment that you've been in for years or maybe even decades in the same maybe small city, in the same apartment, in the same cluttered environment, whatever, that that's why there's kind of like this this shock factor to um, sort of taking yourself out of that to a um, – to, to something that's not static and that's not sustainable, but that it's generative. Because you can, when you're in your apartment that you've been in for, for years and it's been the same over and over and over again, that's when you get that brown ass land mm -hmm. in that picture um, versus when you get the green, nourishing, generative land. Um, that's when you go out of your comfort zone. That's the classic Joseph Campbell hero journey, yeah. um, get out of your comfort zone, find some sort of treasure, which is your cleanup, yeah. um, and then come from honor. That's right. So, you know, one of the foundations of this body of work is that every person can live their hero's journey. And um, to do that cleanup, to have a victory every week, yeah. you have you generate. You generate what was not going to happen. It, it keeps you alive. You just go for – it's just one structure you could use, like a victory every week. But if you do that, that will keep you generating. Maybe you'll be generating your existence, not consuming the existence so you already have. So good. So good. So the, the one small victory a week, one victory a week is what uh, keeps the generator function strong, yeah, alive. It does. So good. Horseman has a great quote, and it's, uh, be ashamed to die until you have scored some victory for humanity. But imagine scoring a victory every week. Every week. For humanity. Yeah. It's so good. My favorite poet, E.E. E. Cummings, said, being not dead is not the same as being alive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, um, and, and that also plays into what you said a couple of days ago uh, to me, which was um, you'd rather live with honor than to die dishonorably. Yeah, so, I'd rather have an honorable death than a dishonorable life. Oh, yeah. An honorable death than a dishonorable life. So good. And that plays into the Vikings and Valhalla and um, the idea of just living your entire life for an honorable yeah, for an honorable life and an honorable death. Um, so good. Um, uh, okay, and this this part's also really good, is that the hill turns to a slide. This was from the honor retreat I thought was great. The What you saw as was a hill, like an uphill battle, ends up becoming when you score these one victory a week in your cleanup, it becomes like this downhill slide. We Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that thing I talked about earlier where honor looked harder and harder and harder until you surrendered to it. And then it was like, then you're over the hump because you already have chosen how you're going to operate. Yep. So instead of climbing the hill, you're skiing the hill. Yes. Cool. And um, here's some other um, ones. It was honor is wholeness uh, over the uh, self part. Um, also, honor honor is honorably living in unity with wholeness to the best of your ability. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no honor without the wholeness because it's honor in relationship to. Mm. You know, you're not isolated as a phenomenon. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So honor is always in relation to, 
And so then you're always thinking of, or at least not, not you're at least when you start, you're keeping your attention on this, which is how am I in relation to, yes. to other people, to the world. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, and then, okay, let's do, um, so Anurag, uh, you've been, um, uh, you've been excited and designing and implementing new models. And I find this to be really interesting because I found things like the sustainable development goal, something that I got really excited about a couple of years ago. And I was like, heck yes, this is so cool. We have these, um, these visionary 17 ways of like seeing zero hunger, clean water, and then people coming in uh, to want to create solutions to those things and to meet basic needs. And, and then uh, when I was talking to you, you, you made it clear that like that's actually still coming from the like Band-Aid mentality. Um, whereas if you come from cleaning up first, then your solutions that you create will be more aligned with things like the seventh generation principle in indigeneity, where you're actually not thinking about the solution to clean water that's for a billion people that's going to be uh, just this decade, but you're thinking about clean water in the next 250 years. You're, you're looking at there will never not be clean water ever again. Yes. Right. So we have there's this thing called the problem solution mass. They talk about every, every solution becomes the next problem. You know, so you could have say, oh, uh, a solution to shortages of water. Now people are ramping up desalination. Yeah. Right. And that if that starts going like crazy, instead of people changing their habits of how they use water, then we'll desalinate the oceans. And at some point, that's going to throw something off in the balance of the ocean. It can't not. We've already learned that. So we keep doing a short-term solution versus how are we going to alter our habits so we don't have this problem anymore? Now I understand that it, that there's things to take care of in the short term. So let's use those solutions sourcefully to take care of people right now, but not live like that's, but the real shift happens when we handle things at source. source Solution-based intervention, in my, these are my own stuff I've made up. I used to do that, but I realized that the solution validated the existence of the problem and allowed people the problem, what had the problem be there to continue to exist. Versus source-based is you go back and create a world where the, you're no longer, that problem is no longer being generated. Yes. And uh, I love the, you said, um, you said it was, uh, it was like C and, you know, Bentinho talks about this uh, a lot as well. It's that you see um, the future where everybody has, clean water as already done and then you work your way back from that future vision mm -hmm. yeah that's one way of looking at it for sure you know you go this you know that what is it needed for that prog pro problem to no longer exist mm -hmm. yep um and so now let's let's hear from you on um, some of these new models and how many uh, 
of the different because I, I don't even know uh, this from you yet, but where where are the new models? So what are the new models and where are they being implemented? You have some schools, some like cities, some like de- like designs of, of homes and uh, ways that. Yeah. So what I mm-hmm. looked at was so uh, I took on so I keep my word to impact the planet. So I did many years of research and study about what causes large scale change. That's when I left, you know, leading programs and things and said, okay, uh, I came to conclusion that my path was what I saw, what causes large scale change is to build better ways of doing things. So we have a philosophy is criticize nothing, offer a compelling alternative. So like they created the airplane or they created a, a compact disc and everybody switched over. Nobody had to make vinyl records wrong or whatever. You have the cell phone. It doesn't mean landlines are wrong, but now the cell phone's in everybody's hands. So you go, oh, look at that. There's evidence that the entire world can change in a very short period of time if you give a power. So I stopped working on changing the world, but instead to create a new world, which everybody would want to move to. A no-brainer. A no-brainer. So then I went away from a lot of my work, which was creating improvements in lots of things, but still perpetuating the DNA in the world that they were from and to leave it and to go away to create new things. And I first picked four pillars, which moved to five, which was education, wellness, business, and media. And then now it's also homes and communities. And then I created the, my organization, which is called FU. It stands for Fun Unlimited. But people, <laughs> yeah. people are welcome to misunderstand it. Uh, to, Fun Unlimited. And our, our mission is to have a ridiculously good time creating new models, new ways of doing things that has caused all of life to flourish and alter the trajectory of the planet. And so, um, you know, so we have the life regenerative business model, which is that in that model, people do this work to generate their lives in an aligned state. I learned mm-hmm. how to obsolete some of my work already. If I create an environment where people are joyful, passionate, alive, all sorts of these organizational problems no longer exist. They didn't need my stuff to fix those things. There's no conflict resolution because there's no conflict. And, you know, then also at the environmental and also environmental level, I realized that when people are joyful and fulfilled, they don't need to buy and consume more stuff, you know? So, you know, that, so it, it impacts that. And that's when the mama said, you don't mm-hmm. just plant trees, you have to heal your hearts. And you go, oh, because mm-hmm. when their hearts are healed, they're, yes. we're not so consumptive, you know? So good. Um, and so, so in this model, we there's there's it's generative of the human life, and we reduce the footprint of the business as much as possible, and then we make sure resources from the earnings go back to a net positive, not to an offset. Yes. Right. Yes. So if I'm making forty units of impact on the environment, I put sixty units back into the earth, and then now if you use that model, then you can be relaxed, passionate, guilt-free, because everything you do is generative of life, Mm -hmm. right? In the homes uh, and communities, we're doing, we've come up with an entirely new approach to designing anything. So let's example. So if I showed you our, this is in process of design, and we'll be building some prototypes soon, but we're, we're looking for every element we can think of that impacts life. So we have air quality, or we have regenerative farming, we have food, we have fitness, we have water and waste systems, walls and electricity, we have um, joy, laughter, play, sleep, 
we're bringing things into the design. And so it went from a housing project to a living project. Yes. It went from the best possible house to the best possible living. And so that the, even the environment promotes living the things that we're talking about. And how do you build that into the environment of the home, of the community? And it's, you know, and we're building healthy homes with no toxins and this and that. So that's, um, so, uh, and it's really challenging. We're coming, like it's really coming to how do you design stuff that nobody's ever designed before. So we're coming up with um, a whole new structure of thinking in design and um, yeah, and to, and, and doing it with the, with the intention that it's impact the planet. It's not just building better things. One of my mandates is everything we learn here. So every one of those things, air quality, what's the highest possible outcomes we could produce in air quality? Mm-hmm. What are all the different ways to educating people in that? What's the, you know, this, that, what are all the different ways that can be done? And in that list of what, how it can be done has to be ways that people can do that in their existing homes because most of the population is not going to build a new place. So if we're going to serve earth, it can't just be, here's how to build now. No, it's got to be, and here's what you can do. Here's how you can elevate joy in your current environment or, or air quality or this or that. So it's, it's, it's about service to the whole. Um, we have a philosophy that's with the world for the world. So in the next six months, we'll be building websites for each of these things and allowing anybody in the world who has, wants to contribute expertise to building to education to contribute in anybody who wants to learn from what we're doing to take it and put it out. Nice. And our goal is to build an international community in each area uh, who is committed to revolutionizing that area and open source all of it and have it be a living growing phenomena. Um, You know, uh, so, you know, right. We're going to, we have a school in Mexico that we're starting at ground zero. That's going to be, we're going to be, showcasing and you know we have without even presenting it yet we have people showing up we have another group in costa rica that want to build a school then okay let's learn from this and we'll share what we have so it's you know it's taking root um i started work on that school uh in june um and um on the building stuff we've got uh four or five people said yes i want to build that prototype with this we have land we have a couple of people there's a guy in canada who's donated 150 acres of incredible like beautiful land saying build a community Give it to, I don't need any money just as long as it makes a difference. So uh, this is without having to put the word out yet. So we're excited. You know, it's good. It's like, you know, and it's very pure. We not interested in just anybody. It's not a community to get away from the world. It's to, it's to be a living laboratory for the world. So always of service. Um, you know, the, the, the business model, we're working with some people around on the, on the wellness uh, aspect. Uh, you know, one guy is building a wellness community, a, a village in, the states, other things. Um, we have got a team around media. We work, you know, every week deeply on how to actually create media that's really fun, engaging, and it makes a powerful impact. Um, you know, and we've got all sorts of things. We've got, uh, you know, we're bringing FU to everything. We're like, uh, mm-hmm. we've got, uh, we're creating the design for a funeral, so you can have fun funerals. Oh, a funeral. Right. And, oh. uh, and so like, uh, you know, we're looking, how do you have funerals be hilarious? They celebrate the person's existence. We're coming up with ideas like yeah. the person can put money aside uh, and then for the next 10 years, we'll uh, play jokes on their friends and family and make them laugh after they're gone or whatever it is. We're just coming up with stuff, but you know, we're creating, we're, so there's those pillars, but then we look at, wow, if people learn all of this stuff, this is what I learned many years ago is that people learn all this stuff, but then they're sent back into an environment where the DNA is created from something else. So what serves people is to give them the the, the things that are built from this so they can live it, not struggle against it. 
you know, or creating yes. the worst foot forward dating agency, which is creating an agency where people, it's about, not about, you know, being yourself fully or like that. It make, it's very funny. It's going to be a very silly thing. But anyways, but we're looking, okay, what are all aspects of life? How do we F you anything in life? Yes. Cool. So then it's become clear that the, um, the state changes from the cleanup, they create better architectures that are sourceful, but also that the more sourceful architectures uh, feedback, they enable that state change to stay, uh, and not only to stay, but to generate. But to, but to keep spiraling upwards. Yes. The school itself, one of the assignments we'll be giving the kids is you're going to help us redesign the school. One of the things in the curriculum is that every year, one of the topics is redesigning the school, the school for next year. Itself. It's great, right? It's so it's each each thing. The uh, we're totally we're so impacted by our architecture and environment around us. You know, if we're in a noisy pub, we'll be talking loud. If I walk us into a church, our behavior will change instantly. Yes. If I try to get you to yell in that church, you won't feel like it. Your environment pushes and pulls for what exactly the way that it is. So if you come to and work my workshop, I was like, "What's going on? How come everybody draw?" Oh, I'm doing in some level a disservice. Like I'm creating an environment that is so carefully designed for people's expression, connection, authenticity, or whatever, right? And then we throw them 100 miles an hour back into an environment that was for who they used to be. Yes. So you go, oh, no, we have to redesign those things and and call for them. And, you know, my early- Which is why they come back to the retreat six months Because later. that's the only place they can yeah. have that, right? Versus to nurture that, to redesign their entire existence. That's, oh, well, let's give them a workplace that is that. Let's give them- school that is that let's give them you know their home environment that is that right and um you know so it's just like uh like my early successes became failures like i helped you know guy, what do you want oh, i want to grow my business i helped the guy and he tripled his business but was he any happier no more stress and i really looked the thing about it was this so in my, that early business work mo i saw oh most people's <clears throat> businesses they either inherited from family or they started it and it's all it's serving a variety of intentions that aren't sourceful right yeah you know doing this a lack of belief whatever right so there's lots of it and there might there might even be elements that are but lots of elements that are not so there was not a pure expression of self so it was an architecture and environment that is not an expression of you and then i just tripled the not you that you were living in and then it was even worse because now you're more addicted to it because it's making you more money. Jeez. So it had to take a lot of things apart. Yeah. Wow. What an that's such a good way of putting it because the conventional mainstream mentality is take what you're doing and find ways to just grow it no matter what. Yes. But that's so off because if it's coming from a place of ignorance of of the nature of just coming from a place of self-interest or seeking validation or unworthiness or um whatever it is that uh it's you're growing something that's creating more cancer for life yeah. um and that itself is such a because everything that's so much of the, what's being peddled in mainstream is growth 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 no matter what growth 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 this is such a good way. Actually, you had a story that I thought was really good too, where you basically um, had a decrease. Oh yeah, the B 
BRP, Business Reduction Program. Yeah, I'm yeah. working on a couple of things. I, I For years, I had programs on people on how to grow their businesses and make more money. Now I'm developing programs on how to reduce your business and how to spend your money, <laughs> right? Which is how do you spend your resources in a way that is really aligned and gives you the most? Yeah. It's aligned. How do you um, have, oh, this business is causing me stress. Let's actually reduce it to the perfect size. Like this, this nature grows to something. No, your body, you don't go, oh, let me keep growing. Let me go to 100 pounds, 200 pounds, 300 pounds. You don't do that. <laughs> you want to get to your perfect size. Yeah. You want to get to your perfect size. You don't want to keep growing. The perfect size in which you are the healthiest, most vital and alive. Yeah. Oh. And so I had this client I was working with and it was, a, it was the, uh, the natural, let's go, I want to double my business. Okay, let's, then we start, I said, and I go, but now, but then I had learned to go down to somebody's core intentions and like, why and this and that. Okay, because what he wanted was to travel more with his family, mountain bike a lot more and stuff like that. So over time, we reduced his business from 2.2 million to 1.2 million and from eight staff to three. And that, but he only does, he says yes to work that he loves. Mm -hmm. And he has way more time to do, to do exactly. He travels with his family. Now he has everything lined up exactly how he wants. Yeah. So what he was, which, which is what he wanted from growth rather than let's just have it now. Yeah. And what he needed to do was to get rid of some stuff, get rid of some of the company and stop saying yes to work that didn't enliven him. Yes. Yeah. If it's not a fuck yes, then it's a no. Then it's a no. Um, and an, uh, another one that came up when you were saying I weigh 100 pounds, 200 pounds, 300 pounds, 400 pounds is like, okay, one kid, two kids, three kids, four kids, five kids. No, what's the perfect amount of what's kids for, for yes, you? For you. Um, and then what's like one car, two cars, three cars, four cars, five cars. No, what is the right amount of cars or whatever? Like the, that's such a great way of, of, of putting it. And another good one is like what yeah, your unique expression of the creator is whatever you feel like it is. It's not, uh, it's not funneling into the same 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, 5 million, 10 million mentality. Um, that's so good because um, I talked about it also like a, a, a palette of colors also, and that there's um, all of these different ways to potentially express yourself just as a good parent, as a good community member, um, all the way to whatever, a Fortune 500 CEO or whatever. And so there's all these different ways to, to express yourself. And um, yeah. Okay, cool. I feel I feel really good. We covered new models. I, fun unlimited and the um, the five focuses. Uh, so living, um, uh, health or fitness, education, media, and business and business. Yeah, those okay. are the five core ones. And then all you know, and then we're other you know expanding into ideas to have every key area of life have have a model. Those ones I think are most pivotal for all of life. Yes. And the the idea is 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 not the change will be not from what we do in those areas, but that proof of concept of that way of approaching things and people with a lot smarter than us and a lot more resources taking on that way and bringing it. You know, we just want to demonstrate you can do it this way, and it gives more of everything that you want. So there's no reason; it's a no brainer. Switch over to this way of operating. Yeah, it can be done. It's just a different platform, like. Uh, 
Yes. Phillips said, we're going to change the way people listen to music. They spent a bunch of years, created the compact disc. It was so compelling. Everybody moved over and it changed the way people listen to music. Yes. And then everybody, everybody put their music on it. So it's not about just somebody's music. It's not just about our work. It's whatever it is. I don't care about that much. It's that this way could be brought forth. Other people have all sorts of brilliant work and stuff like that. People's uh, brilliance and creativity is amazing. You know, I just want to create what would unleash that. I already know it, that all everything that's needed to cause the world to flourish is already out there. Yes. Just to help make that a channel for that. Yep. And um, very similar to how it became a no-brainer to shift towards Spotify and the streaming services now. And so there was a compelling enough reason for people to feel like it's a no-brainer and now everybody streams um, their music now. And it's very similar now going to be with these five pillars with the way that we transition with Fun Unlimited, turning the whole earth into a big uh, birthday party into yeah, Fun Unlimited. Yeah. You could have the way business now, or you could have a business where everybody's life's just in rocks and it's making the earth healthier. You could. You could have this or this. Choose. You could have people living the life that's so joyful and flourishing now because we work this way versus... I'm going to work for decades, hopefully earn enough money to be able to live life that way one day, maybe. Yes. And I loved when you were sharing, you shared that this is a very like decentralized crowdsourced approach to this. So meaning these five categories with Fun Unlimited that you have people from around the world that are excited about these next generation architectures. So they contribute their ideas to some sort of an ecosystem of the ideas and structures, then they can take from that ecosystem and implement it into schools or into media or business, yeah. um, into living. And I love that. You don't say housing, you say living. I love that. And I, I really like that. That's totally the future, this like idea pool of great structures and people contributing and using. Um, so I'm excited to create with you more on that and also to introduce you to some of the people that are making big changes in the space um, that we've had on the show before. People like my, my brother, Andy Bittner. I'm super excited for you guys to create together um, and to explore. And um, so for more of, uh, for more of Anurag, uh, you can find the link in the bio to his Facebook profile and you can, if you feel like it's relevant or resonant for you to reach out and be able to collaborate or contribute to these things from a sourceful place, um, you can reach out and follow him there because he doesn't have much of an online presence, you'll notice. Um, another thing is you can find his, he has two episodes on Mirror Talks with Bentinho, episode 12 and 13, which are both on YouTube. You can check out for more um, information on purifying where you're coming from, Courage, Fearless staying true um also um if you probably if you want more of anurag getting involved in no limit society is another great place to find more of him um and that links in the bio below as well the ongoing program for training free agents for ignition of global awakening um yeah i think that pretty much covers most of what we wanted to talk about where people can yeah, if I, you feel like complete intentions yep. good. Yeah, I feel so too. I, I found it interesting that at the very beginning that there was a like a slower flow. I've also experienced that before with a guest on the show. Um, but uh, sometimes I feel like it comes from a place of wanting to like bring structure of like talking about the person's journey and how they got to where they got to. And then sometimes I just don't do that at all. And I just ask like, like, hey, welcome, Honorak. So what is honor? 
and like that type of uh, entrance into the conversation. And so like feeling into that, I, I just love how it was just, we got to this flow and it felt so good um, being able to rock together like that on the subject. And I look forward to more explorations like this together and hopefully it brought great value for people and um, if it did, we would love for you guys to leave a comment below with your thoughts on the episode. Um, comment below with how you've cleaned up and how that's uh, enhanced your aliveness and your state change. Um, and uh, also, yeah, you can uh, like the video. That helps the algorithm to get it to reach out to more people. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet. Also, share the video. Uh, with other people, share what honor is um, for you with other people. So share beingness and sharing in the two. Yeah, what, what, uh, it's like this, uh, yeah, be it and share it, you know, that's different than preaching it. Yes. You know, work on it and share what you're working on. Work, share because it's you're engaged in it, not because you want validation from knowing something. Yes. Yep. Um, so we we would love for you to share um, with people like you you you've practiced you cleaned up and how it positively and and your life. you yeah. can also share here's what you're grappling with or whatever you know it's it's natural to so we don't want to suppress the sharing and even that you know you can share here's this or here's where I struggle like this is what I go like, when you're sharing you don't have to have it worked out to share with people saying hey here's what I'm working on here's what I'm struggling with here's like that there's an authenticity is always been for me more powerful than strategy. So share to share and see what sharing does. Sharing makes it more alive, makes it real, gives you momentum. Just sharing, even your struggle can have disappear some of the struggle, yeah. Yeah. right? So it's it's all all of it. You can share this thing that you're talking with and somebody can respond to your share and say, hey, try this. Yeah. You can create an opening for being supported naturally by the natural flow, like in the ecosystem where the water wants to flow, to create an opening for it. So it's not about having it together. It's about being authentic, being free, be yourself. So good. Um, and hopefully the the honor retreat also will be made available soon. We'll have that link in the bio when it is made available where Anurag and Bentinho went into this in more depth. Um, and yeah, step up. This is the, this is it. This is the only thing um, like we talked about, like Anurag shared, this is the cleanup is the foundation um, for the rest of your life. And, uh, and one victory every week um, to increase your aliveness and, um, and build on that momentum and play the game. Play the game. Play the game. Yeah. Anurag, thank you so much. You're welcome. Me. It's good to be here. So cool. Thanks for hosting that. So cool. Yeah. So cool. I, I love your heart again. I just thank love you. your spirit so much. Yeah. Thanks for that. So cool. <laughs> so cool, my man. Thanks everybody again for tuning in. Infinite love for you. And um, that's all. That's all, folks. Um, thank you. Ooh, a little longer than I thought. Shit, I gotta get something done before the movie.